Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, guys. Another Thursday, or no, I'm what a botched intro. Another Wednesday <laughs> afternoon edition of Lulz. Neither Brian nor I played F1 DFS this weekend, but we are intrigued about how it went. Is the game working? Is it broken? And so we brought in a true F1 thought leader. And let me just say, from the timeline, it appears that there are lots of them. But his name is, of course, Sam Hoppin from 4 for 4, Bet Spurts, analytical extraordinaire. Also, of course, the stat chasing guru over on Ship Chasing. Sam, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I uh, am a lifelong fan of F1 in that I started watching Driver Survive three months ago, and now I'm an expert. Yeah, what? tell me about that, too, because it did see, I mean, do you attribute everyone's enthusiasm for this specifically to the the Netflix show? Most American fans, I would say yes. I mean, it's, it's a global sport. All, most of, if not all of the drivers are from around the globe. And I had first heard of uh, the show probably late sometime in the fall last year and sort of pass it on because I was never, I mean, I was never into NASCAR or anything like that. And then this winter was just like looking for something to watch. Thought I'd throw that on. And uh, my father-in-law is a, a big Formula One fan. So I was like, get some extra points in, uh, in that bucket as well. That's like when I pay closer attention to golf because it gives me uh, more to talk about with uh, with my father-in-law there. Uh, Brian, did you have any um, reference points for Formula One other than knowing that that show existed and that DraftKings was launching some contests? Just like everyone else, probably watching you know the highlights on ESPN when I used to watch ESPN. And I've looked at the odds over the years a little bit, um, compared them to uh, NASCAR and stuff looking around for like NASCAR odds, but no, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. So Sam, walk us through you. Obviously people, we get the announcement DraftKings going to have F1 obviously makes sense for them to capitalize on this. And I know you even had a tweet about some already new changes to kind of how they were handling some handling some of the salaries. What was your kind of initial take on was it a fun sweat? Was it a fun lineup building experience? Do you think the game is intriguing? Like what were your kind of snap takes on that? So a couple of weeks ago when I started like thinking about like, oh, like I know they have betting markets, obviously. And so I was wondering like if they're going to add DFS for this, because I know I knew that they had NASCAR. And then I was like, well, there's only 20 drivers to pick from. So how are they going to manage such a small player pool that you have to choose from? And so you've got five driver positions and then one constructor, which is like a team level position that you need to fill out. And so initially the big thing was there are going to be a bunch of dupes. There's just going to be a bunch of people splitting the top prize at the top, which is what we ended up seeing. They ended up releasing uh, pricing on Tuesday of last week and then Tuesday this week. So it seems like that will be there normal schedule on a weekly basis there is a bit of a a mix up on saturdays which is when the qualifying races happen to see where the drivers start on the grid and i haven't run the numbers specifically yet on like what the correlation is from starting grid position to finishing position i would assume it's quite high because there was a guy who i think he was like 4600 and ended up starting I think seventh on the grid and so his ownership just got shot up because he was already in such a good position to score the points but they've already the biggest change that they've made is they increased the floor for prices from 2,000 to 3,000 on the cheapest driver so I think that will likely make it more difficult to jam in a couple of the more expensive drivers. So it'll be interesting to see how I haven't started building 
anything yet for this week because qualifying is such a big aspect of it that it can change how people view the certain drivers. Yeah, that makes sense. And like from the contest, I don't know if you were playing the the big one. It looks like here for the one coming up this weekend, pretty nice uh, contest, 50,000 up top. Did you notice lots of dupes? Because when you talk about a super um, small player pool, I think that's immediately where, where our mind goes to yeah. around here. Did, was it, were there tons of similar lineups? So yeah, the, the top prize, I think it was for this contest, but last week's version, the top 10 uh, split the top prize. And they, all of, as far as, uh, from what I can remember, all the bigger contests filled, they ended up increasing the prizes as well, which is, is really good to see. Um, but yeah, there were a ton of dupes just across the board. Um, and what, basically what the optimal was is, is what you needed to win. Really? So that yeah. the optimal lineup took down and it's, it, it was basically all shock too, because it's, Again, there are so there are three teams, uh, which includes six drivers that are pretty much like the cream of the crop for F1. They are almost always finishing near the top. So you have to have at least one of those, if not two guys from those two teams in there. And then stacking the your like captain driver with the constructor was a very successful but also very highly used strategy as well which is is something we had thought about i, I was in a chat with a couple other four for four people who who were interested in it and uh ended up starting a, a show on it this this past week but just talking through how do you how do you differentiate yourself it's just so so difficult because some of the guys at the end are just going to show excuse me score so a few points i had pulled it up um but the scoring was so so spread out too like the top constructor scored 61 the top driver scored 39 uh and then there were 34 and 21 points for the next two everyone else was below 20 points and basically between like 10 and 20 points so you needed the winner of the race to even have any sniff of the top so it'll be i i I hope that with the increased floor price that they make it like i said a little bit more difficult to fit as many of those higher price guys in brian were you tempted at all to jump in try to whip up some sims to play are the prize pools big enough to to grab your attention are you still on the fence the first two weeks they are still on the fence it's tough not to want to do something. Um, <laughs> how many dupes were in the, the top? How many, What was the highest dupe lineup? Do you remember? So, yeah. So I, I pulled it up here. So how, the, And you're more the, than welcome to share your screen if you want, Sam, if it's easy. If not, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I'll just read it off. So Charles Leclerc, uh, he was the winner. He was the, the best captain. And then people stacked him with ferrari which is the team that he drives for and then the second one was actually george russell who drives for mercedes he was he finished second on his team so lewis hamilton who is the other mercedes driver finished ahead of him and drivers get a bonus for being the i guess first place driver on their team so they get a five point bonus for that but there was a little bit of salary salary relief that you got with Russell and Russell out performed his starting grid position by a little bit more than Hamilton. And then the other three were Esteban Ocon, Valtteri Botas, and Kevin Magnuson. But those four drivers, aside from Leclerc and the constructor Ferrari, all scored either 14 or 16 points. Um, so just very flat scoring across the board for those four guys. Do you remember how many dupes there were? Like there the, were the 10 for that line. lineup in the specific contest that I think Pete was, was showing there. Was that the biggest one? The, I did it have so, 50 yeah. cap? Okay. Was, well, I guess 10 dupes 10? isn't that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad, especially if it was more uh, like, like, yeah, was, I didn't, 
I didn't look to see like how many dupes there were for like second and third place, but I would imagine. Yeah. Well, there could also be like, you know, 50th place could have been duped 200 times or something. Yeah. So that it does matter. Um, but that's not, that's not too bad. I thought, I thought, I thought it was maybe like a thousand or something. Um, okay. That's Unless interesting. I'm like totally looking at this wrong, which I very well could be, but. I didn't look. I didn't look at all. The uh, uh, d is there a point differential um, based on where you start the race and where you finish the race, like NASCAR? Yeah, yeah. So if you finish, I've got the scoring up here. Um, yeah. I so if you finish plus three spots versus your grid position, so three spots better. That's two points. Five spots is three, and then ten spots is five points. But there are so few drivers finishing 10 spots ahead of their grid position i think i looked at it there out of like 1800 samples from 2021 that happened i think 10 times so it's extremely rare for that to happen i mean it's the placing and the points you get from finishing first second or third is so heavily weighted that you basically need to have one of those drivers in your captain spot because I think like even if a driver scored the max points for everything else, like it's still like fractions of what that is. Are, are they, is it like NASCAR where they determine uh, the, the racing order the day before? Yeah. Is it so the salaries come out before the racing yeah. order? Yeah. Okay. That's going to lead to more dupes too. Yeah. And we, you know, I just in again, some of these group chats I've been in were wondering if they would wait until after qualifying to release prices just to adjust for that. But it doesn't look like that's going to be the case if they this, stick on the this, schedule. This, uh, if you scroll up just a little bit, Pete, um, from where you're at, well, right there, driver defeated teammate plus five. So if you take two guys from the same team um you're gonna miss out on a possible f plus five points right so you want yeah i'm assuming yeah. the optimal structure since this is, seems like a low scoring game would be uh captain and uh defense <laughs> captain and team <laughs> i said that on purpose uh, this this time uh captain and and uh what is it called this constructor constructor yeah constructor. captain and constructor uh you want to stack those and then everyone else you want on their own team. I'm right. Guessing. And I, I think one thing actually that Justin Freeman pointed out is, is a way to differentiate by stacking just like a regular driver with the constructor and then putting someone else in the captain position. Um, and that I don't was... know if, I don't know if that's going to be optimal, but it's certainly a way to differentiate yourself. Well, we saw that pattern play out a little bit in League of Legends DFS, right, Brian, where you would correlate one of the other positions with the support or, or with the team, and then you would have like a one-off captain who racks up all the kills for another team. You know, I would, I the difference though is because the correlation amongst teammates was so high in League of Legends that you might be able to get away with it because you also have all this correlation amongst teammates. You could stack a four-three or something. In this, it's the opposite. So the only correlation looks like from first glance here is driver and constructor. Yeah. Now you still get that in the non-captain spot, but you're blowing a lot of correlation in EV by not doing that. So yeah. you'd have you have to you'd have to sim all this out to figure it out, like to know for sure. But um, I have my first guess would be less salary would be my first attack yeah strategy. i mean that's that's another part of it too it's just so tough i mean there, there's a huge temptation to fill in as much salary as you can obviously with with any df sport dfs sport because the guys at the end of the race are at the end of you know the grid for a reason and because it's been such a top heavy sport over the last decade or so you, you i mean you have to nail it which is not <laughs> anything unique in in dfs all right so be honest i know you uh fell in love with the sport fell in love with the show was it a fun sweat was it a fun lineup building experience i'm basically asking you to sell me 
on going against me saying I wasn't going to become an F1 thought leader and tell me why I should be. So a couple uh, things to preface. So this was the first like live race that I had watched because there hasn't been a race since last December or November, whenever the final race was. So that in and of itself was fun for me, but the lineup building process was nice because you have all day Saturday and then there's like no news on Sunday morning, really. That's going to change things from the end of qualifying to the start of the race. And so you can spend a little bit of time again, just on Saturday and basically be done with it. It's not like football where you're going to have late breaking injury news. That's going to absolutely change everything. There might be, I, I think someone was saying like, there's like grid box issues. I don't even know what the hell that means, but I think that's a very rare thing to do. And the fact that things, the, the thing that really attracted me with formula one in general is the fact that things can switch on a dime so quickly. And I think there was about, there were about five laps to go. And I'm sure this is like NASCAR as well, but there were five laps to go. The safety car came out. They basically restarted the race. And then two of the top, I think four drivers at that point between five laps to go and the end of the race had to retire their cars. They had to basically quit the race because the car cracked out. And so that changed things for the entire slate just in a matter of a couple minutes. So I thought it was a fun sweat for sure. I mean, I'm going to keep watching and, and keep playing. I think it's, it's certainly unique because the other thing too, is like it only lasts an hour and a half. Like you're, you're done super quickly as opposed to football. You got to wait seven hours for, you know, other sports, you got to wait super long too. So it's like, it's just not a big time investment. Yeah which is really nice. That does make sense. Uh, I got to shout out Nick in the chat. He's been um, adding some context to, he said the sweat during the race doesn't take into account the plus five for beating your teammates. So big swings happen yeah. after the finish. Anyone who plays MMA DFS is uh, aware of uh, those points coming in after the round. And he also was kind of uh, confirming what you said. The winner only had 10 dupes, but the most duped lineup was okay. at around 200. Okay. So like at 15,000 uh, entries, which is this week. So what was last week? Like 20,000. That's pretty low. Um, I also imagine it's not as efficient yet because no one's making content. No one knows what the hell they're doing. Right. But that's doable. Yeah, that's a little bit doable because League of Legends, again, is so correlated. They really need the assistance of the regional captain, Pete. Like this one, maybe you can. Maybe you can get away with it. What it's if – I mean, not, and I'm not just saying this because of the beautiful alliteration, but assistant to the regional constructor, and then you're able to set up two different correlations within so you, your. So you actually can't, if, if what you're talking about is basically putting both the drivers from the team and the constructor. No, I'm saying only... adding another constructor. Oh, see, that would be, yeah, that would so be. Then you, yeah, stack one. As your captain, your favorite, and then your yeah. second stack would be your your second favorite. And, and the other it. the other thing that would be fun, I think, if you did that, would make you'd have a driver captain and a constructor captain, and then assistant uh, constructor that was just one x points or whatever. That that might cause more dupes, in, unless it was the second one was was a different oh, uh, okay. salary and uh, you know um, modifier. Too. If, if you just add a position, it doesn't necessarily detract dupes, I think. I looked into this, but it was like four years ago, so I could be wrong. But, yeah, I think you have to like make them different salaries, which is why FanDuel's product, uh, Showdown product, stinks, is because it's the same salary for all the different modif modifiers. So, like, they need to have different salaries at those, and then you'll have more combinations to choose from. That makes sense. Um, Sam, I know we have to let you go. We appreciate you, uh, swing by any, any final words. I know, uh, I know I saw a four for four F1 podcast pop up. Are you doing any, uh, content over there? Yeah, I'll be joining that show. It's the four, four formula one <laughs> DFS podcast show. Um, so we'll be doing that Mondays and Saturdays, Mondays, just to review the race before Saturdays after qualifying to talk through 
the upcoming slate, I'll be hopping on those uh, every once in a while. It'll be a rotating cast between myself, TJ Hernandez, Jennifer Aikens, and then Dan, who's a producer over at Betsperts as well. But uh, feel free to take a look at that. And yeah, hope to do a little bit more research here now that I have more than four days to research it. Yeah, I mean, it would also be interesting to see, too, if maybe they are open to making some tweaks here early on before kind of everyone settles into how to play the game. And there's a like a, a portion in the summer, I think they call it like summer break or something for the F1 season. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they switch things up at that point as a sort yeah. of natural changing point. Well, Sam, we appreciate you hopping on. Follow Sam on Twitter at Sam Hoppin. Check out his F1 thought leadership over there and at 444 slash Betsperts. Uh, Sam, we'll, we'll bring you on uh, again if, if Brian and I get deep in these F1 streets. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for coming on. All right, we'll see ya. Yeah, that definitely wasn't... I, I thought it was going to be way, way more dupe, so that doesn't seem too bad. That plus five uh, beating your teammate was is smart. That's smart. Yeah, I wonder if they could do something like that in League of Legends instead of the assistant to regional captain, just change the scoring format a little bit. 200 dupes, max dupes, that's not bad. That's no. a nice little sweet spot, too, because you kind of want dupes because not everyone watches this show and doesn't know about dupes. So, like, uh, you if you can just add in, you know, some standard lineups based off of whatever, good projections or odds or something, and then just get those dupes to something reasonable – for the first, you know, month or two, you should probably have an edge. Yeah. If, if those numbers hold, by the way, oh, we, we, we haven't looked into this at all. We're just, we're yeah. taking people's opinions and guesses and stuff. Um, Eric, the theme around here is, um, don't dupe me, bro. But dupe suck does have uh, a succinctness to it that I think is, is nice too. Yeah. <laughs> don't do me, bro. is more, uh, polite. Maybe it is. It is. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely the conversation. The fact that it wasn't as dupey as I thought makes me kind of maybe want to check it out uh, yeah. this weekend. Yeah, they're down to 50K to first this week. And I didn't look at the uh, uh, scoring but or the payout structure, but I'm guessing it's like 50K to first, 10K to second or something ridiculous. Um, but if they kept doing 50 until football season, that's not too bad. No, no. And yeah, maybe you see it creep up um i and this will tie into what i also wanted to talk about with usfl contest being announced but you know uh xfl contests uh what was it two years ago we saw hundred thousand dollar prize pools at top up top like enough to to start to get the juices flowing that'd be worth your time i mean for you i assume it's you're you're having to weigh is it worth all the time to spin up a model gather all this data i mean there's some probably significant time commitment on the back end to then play this regularly yeah exactly yeah i mean i'll probably degen it a little bit if it's undercated first or something just pay for somebody's content and just do a couple tweaks here yeah. and roll with it but yeah for building out a whole model it'd have to be uh consistent i don't know what 100k to first yeah a couple couple contests different contests with 100k to first something like that I wonder too if right now, I mean, obviously a lot of people playing this are hardcore DFS players, play lots of sports, know how to play DFS, but I still wonder too if there's kind of the, uh, you know, halo effect of the show and people jamming their favorite drivers, their favorite teams. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm trying to say, is there maybe a little bit of bias creeping into early play that might eventually get shaken out more? Maybe, maybe who knows it, you know, I, I was going to ask him, but we ran out of time was, I'm not sure if he knows this, but, uh, the crash rate in F1 oh. too, because if it's, you know, I don't know, 5%, 10% of the time. Um, and there are, yeah, yeah, I did see that actually. Cause I, I, I thought for a second, um, oh, I just said the, the race filled on DK. Yeah. And I went to like, maybe I will degen. And what was it son last Sunday? And I'm like, it's already filled. Eh, whatever. Um, but yeah, if, if anyways, if, if the crash rate is pretty high, then, and there's, there's a decent amount of dupes, like that's a pretty nice little spot to be in. Yeah. Because you can get a little contrarian, accidents happen, which is great for us, and just avoid dupes. And 
you should be pretty good for a little while here. I know. I'm kind of coming around on this little yeah. MMA on Saturday, little F1 on Sunday yeah. here. And and then um, as Connor hints here, I, I'm going to guess, uh, assuming the prize pools are good enough, I, I, I bet you're in these streets, right? Uh, I don't know how I'm not, just for content <laughs> and stuff. You know, everyone's everyone's into it, it seems like. Here's what I don't like about it is the, is the staggered uh, kickoff times. Like, yeah. I – for real life football, like that would be kind of fun in real life, like and red zone, but staggered throughout the day. So you kind of get a little bit more, but for DFS, I don't like that. Cause I would much rather have the F1 structure of, I just do all my work the way I do it and just enter and forget about it. And it's done an hour and a half where for like strategies that like Pete and Pat and um, Leone use like this kind of more micro strategy and then fewer lineups and then look at those lineups after, half at uh after the half half the slate is over yeah the, the noon games are over um that's perfect for you guys for me it's not and then i don't want to go back in and then okay it's the three o'clock games especially this with with this like the information when's it going to come in so like people who are hyper focused on it could actually have a decent edge just building a few lineups playing in those smaller size um smaller field size and just doing we we've done a couple shows on this like micro strategies if anyone wants to go through yeah. the archive but um i think it sets up well for you guys and not great for me but yeah, well i that is my biggest question mark of how they're going to do the slates and where they're going to put the biggest prizes because it does seem like there isn't going to be necessarily a normal cadence and rhythm to the start times. Mm. And they even said that there might be some like Fridays and Monday games in addition to kind of the more robust Saturday, Sunday. And so we've already seen a reluctance from DraftKings, like in the NFL playoffs to not want to do the like, you know, multi-day short right. slates. So I don't know, maybe they do push more toward a showdown type um offering and even though like i do think i enjoy the the classic slates and the main slates but mm -hmm. if this is really staggered they might just rather churn us with with showdown slates i kind of i kind of actually like that for, for me personally yeah I would, I would probably rather have that um we've talked about like a showdown but with two games why not like do a two game right. two game showdown that'd be cool they're not gonna do this it, it seems like based on their recent history but locking it would probably be better. Like let's say the game starts at like noon three and six or something like that. Whatever. I'm just making up numbers. Yeah. Um, it's probably better for the rec players to just lock it at noon. Yeah. Cause you're, you're going to get all these, you know, grinders who are just eating up this content, knowing that X quarterback's got like a really good shot at starting in the six o'clock game and holding off. And then the rec players are just, you know, throwing away throwing just gambling money and going out drinking. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I would, it, it just feels like, haven't they, haven't we been through that with NBA where it's like, everyone says a, a global lock would be better for everyone. And then the casual players push back because they can't stomach a zero in their thing. And then they never implement it with any success. Yeah. Um, I just saw, I just saw Connor's Drico just changed his screen name. He distracted me from the <laughs> The point you yes. were just making there. This guy, uh, Dricko, wins uh, you know, a best ball tournament, and now he's just all about the brand, just going for the really <laughs> clean Connor. Uh, we gotta wait for that hanging. logo to change. Who yeah. knows where it's gonna be? Yeah. Um, Mark Smith says, uh, outside of the triple header on Easter Sunday, there's no more than two games on either Saturday or Sunday. Mm -hmm. So okay. I'm with you. I think two game showdown slates would be yeah. super fun. That would be cool. And aren't don't they have like a different um uh structure already on like it's not classic format, right? It's not I could be wrong. I haven't seen anything definitive on Does that. Does anyone know? Yeah, is it one, you know, two RBs, three wide receivers, or or is it gonna be something I don't know if we've gotten confirmation on that yesterday because it was literally like uh yesterday morning there were rumors that DraftKings wasn't going to offer it. Everyone was upset. Levitan mm -hmm. put out the bat signal. And then uh, I think it's Jeff Edelstein over at uh, RG then finally got the scoop that, oh, no, sorry, we were misinformed. We are going to offer it. And that was all just yesterday. So I don't right. know if we've seen any more details beyond that yet. I would I'd vote for as, as much as they do not care what I vote for, but I would probably vote for that, like some sort of 
modified classic roster at least. Yeah. Two game slates are the worst in NFL. I don't too. like them either. Yeah. Like, and then two showdowns is going to be like the first one will be like, you know, a, like smaller and then they'll try to make the nighttime one bigger. And I would, I would rather have two showdowns though, than than a two gamer. I think I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, Especially not, not even at the same start time. Yeah. And I'm trying to think like, what's the most fun for these, you know, I, I remember to the XFL too. I mean, there was so much movement. Like they posted the initial futures odds for who the best teams were. And there was like, I think they just correlate it to who had the best draft pick during the draft. Like right now, the team with the best odds um, was able to draft Shea Patterson 101. And so they have the best odds to win it. But it's like, we have no clue how good these teams are going to be, how competent their offense is. So I'm trying to think from a DFS perspective, what would be the most fun for just like the pure wild west of the first few weeks before we kind of have an MO for these teams? Probably showdown, right? Because people just get kind of anchored to to specific player names probably i imagine whoever is putting out the content like the the most content or whatever is going to be like whatever they say goes kind of as far as ownership for the first week i mean who how can you have an opinion on this like well the xfl analog was um that first weekend sammy Coates was kind of the one stud oh i remember that rever yeah because he was i mean he was an insane athlete got drafted by the steelers You know, he even flashed at times. And what was he? He was like 80 to 90 percent on oh, that yeah. first slate. He got like 1.75 points. And then he was like 60 percent on and got like three points. And then he was like, then he was done. Yeah. Right. Is that I, mean, right? I might have that wrong. I think the if I'm looking, I, I've actually been uh, I was been doing some USFL research today. I might uh, do a, a one off video uh, getting people caught up on things and the team that I think has that chalk potential is going to be the tampa bay bandits because you get jordan tayamu who played for the battle hawks people were familiar with him with the xfl Mm -hmm. then you get eli rogers who played with todd haley and played in the xfl um and so i think all those connections todd haley coaching the bandits jordan tayamu and eli rogers both playing in the xfl to me that's going to be the stack that feels most comfortable to people right out of the gate I, you, you know, better than me. I have no, <laughs> well, the reason I say that is because I was going through, uh, cause I was putting together some like notes, just like on the teams. And I was like, Oh, I'll try to write down who, who I think is the most interesting player on each team. And it is really hard to come up with the most interesting player on some of these teams. Like there's not that much interesting about a lot of them. Projecting this is going to be crazy. Yeah. You know, I wonder how much confidence they're going to have some of these numbers etr around the sims comes out with yeah Uh, save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're really guessing. Yeah, Connor says the salaries will be interesting too. Will they have the same salary? At least how they did the XFL, there was definitely different salaries. Um, I don't know what they used in their back-end algorithm to create the salaries, like what those inputs could have possibly been. But like Sammy Coates was priced high. I think he was like an 8K wide receiver right out of the gate. Um, so I assume they'll have some pricing. Maybe they have a weighted thing based on where they were drafted or if they had NFL pedigree. I literally have no idea how they do it. Yeah. They're just going to type in uh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Enter. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those first few weeks uh, will be fun, but yeah, I- I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this uh, little niche sports window here. Maybe a little F1. We got MMA ripping and then we'll have USFL starting and then uh, it'll be summer before we know it. Yeah, MLB's back. How uh, how are those? Uh, when does when did those games start up? Did it already start? No, I didn't look, but I think they pushed it back like three weeks or something. So that would be late April, normally. Okay, normally it'd be like April first, end of March. So, what are the main sports you're playing right now? Just NBA, just NBA. Yeah, MMA, NBA, PGA. Yeah. How's uh How's NBA been going? Um, all right, not great. Um, much better year last 
last three years. I haven't banked, haven't banked in a while, unfortunately. But um, it's all right. I think I know. I've, I think my process is good, so I'm gonna yeah. keep rolling with it till the year's over. Yeah. What about uh, MMA? I finally got back in the streets uh, last weekend and kind of excited to start playing more regularly. Pretty good. My, uh, I think my dupe numbers were pretty good. I got that down pretty good. Um, last week I had the nuts minus one fighter, um, and you needed nine hundred off optimal, uh, off off sixty thousand salary cap, well or fifty thousand salary cap, right? Nine hundred yeah. under max. Um, and I didn't I didn't get there, so um, I had a stud lineup that just you know didn't win. So that tells you another. MMA is a good uh, sport to take some chances on. I I almost messaged you um, when I was getting my uploading my lineups, and I was like, I kept no matter how I sliced it when making my lineups, I was ending up with fifty plus percent Elise Reed, and you know projected she was projected for like ten percent ownership. Um, but however I was making my lineups, it just kept giving me so much. I was, uh, Twitter searching Elise Reed be like, are any of the touts giving her like a chance to win? <laughs> and ultimately I was like a lot of touts thought she was a good underdog pick and stuff. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to leave this. She didn't put up a massive score, but she did win by decision. But that was one of those where it feels like my entire 150 set was going to live and die by Elise Reed. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, well, getting, getting unique is produces some really weird, really weird outcomes yeah and, um, and, and taking a stand on a low owned player is definitely one of them yeah looks like april For, 7th is the opening day they're saying opening day four seven according better. to chris and then what was the date for the the big ufc card we had talked about maybe doing something with our buddy john kelly i want to say april 9th uh oh yeah i just pulled it up april 9th here um uh, i actually don't Normally, I recognize some of the fighters. Uh, this is another one where we research: is his uh, actual birth certificate name the Korean Zombie? <laughs> I love that that's pulled into uh, to the Google. <laughs> oh, Peter Yan Sterling, that's a big one. Okay, I imagine Yan's gonna. Destroy oh, I remember him. Burns. Yeah, sure. Gilbert Burns is, is a stud. He he's he lost some. I mean, he fought some monsters and lost. That should be yeah. another good one. That's three really good ones. Um, yeah. This yeah, that um, Mackenzie Dern, that should be a pretty good uh, women's fight. Yeah, those those four are all pretty pretty solid to me. Yeah, this uh, this will be a fun one. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll touch base with uh, John, and uh, I should give a, a plug to uh, to John's YouTube channel too. If you guys are looking for uh, good MMA content on the reg, he's been making some videos on his own and uh, really upped his uh, production value. Also does some underdog pickums and stuff over there. So. Uh, excited uh, for John over there with his MMA stuff. And we, he, uh, he got rugged on our last live hang because it was, I think they had a baby issue or something mm -hmm. and he had to immediately dip. He was so excited to do our live hang. <laughs> it was like three minutes in and he had to peace out. Yeah. Yeah. Kid emergency. That's how it goes. Yeah. Last night on club top shot, uh, Pete had to bail at the last second. Cause there was a kid emergency and I was joking on the swole cast. Cause he literally uh, copied and pasted um the message from ashley his wife about the kid issue was as if he needed to give me proof of why he needed to leave the uh leave the show but uh <laughs> apparently when you have kids you can't just um mm -hmm. do whatever you want at all at all especially times. little babies yeah yeah what were you gonna say nothing I, I thought I wanted to pull up this tweet. There was a tweet I had seen here from uh, Brad is pro uh, that was stirring up a little controversy in the DFS Twitter circles. I was curious to get your take on it. Brad says here, why do people even play DFS anymore? If you're not using simulations, why even play? We got super nerds running hundred X simulations a second. Do you feel attacked Brian? And essentially if you're not using them, you are in fact, the outlier of the contest DFS is dead in five years. Say this tweet, save this tweet. Um, saved, saved any, any thoughts on, um, this tweet. Super nerds, a little strong bread. Um, <laughs> you see the first reply, dude, right? Yes. Our, our friend Ches is okay. <laughs> uh, that's funny. He, he, yeah. 
No, it was good. I mean, if you if you're working 80 hours per second and doing 100 sims per second, I mean, the amount of sims that James is putting out a week. Well, is, that's uh, that's what he's saying. The opposite, actually, <laughs> like you're doing a lot more than 100 per second. I think, I think, right? Uh, Maybe, yeah. Um, I don't know, like, cause there, I think there's a lot of sim content going on right now, like a lot of podcasts talking about it. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's getting in everyone's head and, um, I don't think there's a lot as many people doing it as maybe he thinks. I also think, you know, as much as I love the Sims too, like it's not the end all be all, especially for, I mean, for, for dupes and knowing and catering to contest size and stuff. I do still feel like there's a lot of kind of added stuff that has to go into truly optimizing your lineups for specific contests and contest sizing. And, um, and I, I saw blender, I think making a comment about it too, that, you know, a lot of people will misuse these tools in the same way people thought DFS was over when optimizers came out. I mean, I, I don't necessarily consider myself as super great with an optimizer. I mean, just because I have that tool doesn't mean it's almost goes back to the original joke. If I had 150 lineups, I'd win too. It's like, okay, here's the optimizer. Here are the Sims. Like, I still don't think that necessarily makes you a winning player on your own. No, it doesn't. But I think the general, first of all, he also said five years from now. So you have to take that in account. He's not saying right. The second, I do think it, um does make the games harder the more people use them properly and same thing with optimizers and um same thing with freely available or low cost projection accurate projections and the more you keep putting things on top of each other the harder the games get i think it's common sense my concern usually and i've said that on multiple podcasts including this one is regulation and um and, and uh, you know, raising the barrier entry so competition doesn't come for the current, you know, uh, kings of gambling, DraftKings mainly. Because if they raise the rake 5%, well, everyone who was, you know, 0 to 5% winner is no longer a winner at all. And that is a lot of people. Like, um, and then somebody who's 6 or 7% variance might just get you and you go broke, even though you're like a point or two winner. So um, that's my bigger fear than a bunch of people doing simulations. And then I think the other thing is somebody coming out with like run the Sims, like a like full start to finish process of just click and enter and then selling that out to a whole bunch of people. I think that's definitely around the corner. I don't know if it's going to happen, but like um, if that happens, then that's, you know, you're going to want to probably be doing that with like, and if you know a whole bunch, uh, I said this on Neil, he, he commented earlier on his podcast I did uh, last week with uh, like petty theft. Like if you could combine like a simulation process with like with Travis's knowledge, like you could do a quite a bit of damage i think not that he needs any help but like i'm just picturing like the the perfect process would be some sort of combo of of human knowledge and in simulations yeah um and uh i don't think we're that far off from that product being cheaply available for everybody yeah and not to mention like the way some of the you know what most of the sim sites work now too with giving you the top lineups as they appear most frequently in the sims i mean all the users and let's say non you know tech savvy users you know they're going to read that stuff the same right they're going to want to play the best lineups that are appearing most in the sims and then maybe the second level of that is you're looking at the product own or cumulative ownership and so then you're handpicking the best lineups with the lowest projected ownership. But then if everyone's using the same tool and doing that, it's you're just handpicking the same low owned lineup that you and 40 other people are because you think it's low owned. So there is still yeah. too, like you can use these tools, but if these tools get even bigger adoption, um, you still need to think about that next level thinking of, Hey, my competitors are, are thinking the same thing I am using these lineups. Well, yeah. But then if the, if it's like a smart sim that's adapting, yeah, 
then it would know that. Right. And it would be like, okay, well now like the lineups are going to be more like this shape, uh, this distribution, because things have been changing. You see what I'm saying? Like, so like a sim should kind of in theory anyways, if you're, if it's good enough, always be adapting yeah. for the, those type of changes. And then what are you going to do? Like, you know, like, oh no, I think everyone's going to do this. And it's like, no, but we've already accounted for that. But I, I mean, I completely agree with you and understand what you're saying. And that is kind of Blender's argument too, is like, well, it makes it easier because you know what everyone's going to do. Because you just put put in Osmo's numbers in the fantasy cruncher, click optimize, and a bunch of those lineups are going to be in there. So that's easy for me, you know, that type of thing. So like, I agree with it, but like F1, for example, like what a better way to figure this out than a simulation where okay how many dupes do matter how many dupes are likely what is that how does that impact these decent projections like if you don't do that do it that way you're guessing and um you're guessing from like a, a pretty naive or uh ignorant whatever a low information point because we just we don't know anything about it you know we just started what is we don't have any um data we don't have any data we have one slate of data so like, but a sim will tell you like, no, around here should be, should be like where you kind of want to be in the ballpark of with salary and the players based on their ownership and stuff like that. So it, I mean, it's a super powerful tool. Um, but again, I don't think a ton of people are doing it. My main worry would be regulation. And then in, re in like, in regards to sims would be a company putting out a really solid product that makes it easy for a decent amount of people to 150. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think probably some of the concerns too is, and you've heard these, con I think poker as an industry is much further along than DFS. And you hear that stuff about poker being a, a solved game. And then you'll mm -hmm. hear the same counter arguments that we're kind of making now, where when everyone is just using solvers and making optimal decisions, if you know what your opponent's going to do because it's optimal, then you can take on exploitative strategies too, which is now what Blender was describing with kind of leveraging how people are using these tools. So I, I don't think we're anywhere close to, to DFS being solved though. Yeah. But you can't really do that in poker if, cause if they're playing GTO, it doesn't matter what side you pick. That's the whole point of it. Like it does. Cause their frequencies are so spot on that there's nothing you could do to defend against them. And the further away you go from those optimal frequencies, the less, the more money you're going to lose to your opponent. Mm -hmm. And I think in DFS eventually we'll get to that point too, where it's, it's you 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 play a gto strategy where it doesn't matter what the field does um that you could uh you'll win money over time in a similar in a similar way i don't think we're there yet but something like that all right and just dawned on neil we're just one step away from dfs being solved brick and petty teaming up together why does why is petty already has it solved have you guys been looking at the leaderboards <laughs> You guys could name yourself the Qdoba bros or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What, uh, speaking of, uh, uh that just reminded me because when we had Petty on, we were talking about Oxen Duck. Any, uh, headway in the DMs there? Is he gonna reveal no. his, uh, his ship shafting state to us? I sent him your video, your, you know, your little video you made, and, uh, he has, he didn't respond. <laughs> he didn't respond to that. Mm -hmm. He was slow to respond though before, anyways. And I imagine it's just that whole, you know, going through dimensions and time and space and everything. Yeah. And he'll probably get back to us. Yeah. I mean, you talk about trying to have, you know, scheduling difficulties. I mean, when you're on a different plane of existence, I mean, it's it's basically impossible to pull that off. Right. Yeah. I'm just, I don't take offense to it. I don't think that his species like understands offending. Anyways, so like, yeah. how mad can you really be? Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe that even video, maybe he couldn't even comprehend it. You know, it could have just been right. in a different language for him. Maybe it was like a, a picture of him. And he's like, how did you get this? <laughs> Looking in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fucking cousin, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Geez, Ryan, Ryan coming in hot with what I believe is a very specific NBA DFS reference. Interested to see what off-night Mitchell ownership looks like in single-entry three-max contest tonight. Can you decipher this comment? Mm, uh, Mitchell, like... Um, is there Donovan Utah Mitchell? Jazz Mitchell? Or Davian Mitchell, the Kings guy? 
Ryan, you got you to either have more context to your comments or you need to stay on topic with us. Right now we're discussing whether how unhuman oxen duck is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I definitely uh, I enjoyed having uh, a bit of a break from, from DFS a little bit after going hard with the NFL season and playing MMA on on saturday started to get the the juices flowing although i didn't even i didn't even end up sweating uh the mma stuff i guess it's a, as much as i like mma dfs it's still hard for me to get really pulled into a sweat unless it's one of those like really sick cards okay yeah i no, i i like it I, you watch every slate like most of it uh, not it's not that hard but but close enough yeah um especially if I'm not doing anything, I, I'll, I'll definitely watch. And then I'll go, okay, what more do I have? Who do I have more of? Like, okay, I want this guy to win. And it's, it's, it's yeah. that's the fun sweat is like, I need this guy to punch this guy in the face as hard as he can. It's <laughs> completely different than any other sport. Well, that was mine. Yeah. Cause the one sweat I had was like, I don't know. I think my exposures are pretty reasonable otherwise, but I need to find out if this Elise Reed chick <laughs> won or not. Even when I saw I got the 70 from her, I was like, all right, I can probably break even Uh newsflash. I did not. Uh, I yeah. think I returned. Uh, this is last anything. week. Yeah. Yeah. You need, cause it was a really high scoring week. And I heard it was a pretty uh, chalky week too, right? Yeah. Like one of the low owned chalk guys got like a hundred something and it's like, yeah. Yeah, GG on to the next week. Yeah. When you get 70, it's it's over. It's tough, man, because it's like you just needed the guy to like punch him a little bit earlier and you would have won the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. It's it's it, it's tough. Uh GA, you're late. I already revealed two members of my week one USFL shell. I already have Jordan Tiamo and Eli Rogers, that stack in my week one cash game shell. I already gave that up. I can't give you the full shell. That's breaking the terms and conditions on DraftKings. If I were to do that, <laughs> um, you have a shell on. Uh, you don't even know the roster construction yet, but you have a shell working. I'm outworking you, Brian. I mean, That's you haven't even bad. you haven't even touched your sim on this, and I already have my week one shell. <laughs> Doesn't even know if there's positions yet. <laughs> I mean, I know there's going to be a quarterback, <laughs> and I know there's going to be a pass catcher, Brian. I mean, come on. Okay. Imagine if they just like, <laughs> I guess, I guess in a, in a way showdown is, is pretty positionless, uh, as, as far as, uh, no specific positions. So, yep. Flex and captain flex and captain. That's all we need. Um, Willie offering his baseball card collection in the chat need Monty to max enter NHL tonight. Interesting. Willie mm. looking for exit liquidity on his cardboard to play another niche DFS sport. Maybe we could get, Jake, how are you to buy your card collection and then take your money in NHL? Just clean yeah. sweep. I imagine the NHL bros are always looking for new people to uh to come max in yeah. with them. Sell Goodman, right? On Twitter, he's I'm sure he's down. DM him. I'm trying to like who are the other I mean, we we know our pal Jake. You you mentioned uh Saul Goodman. Uh I think you know, Drewby for a long time was a guy I always associated as being uh, an awesome NHL player. Who who are the other Testosterone. Testoster Town is uh I think he's the 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 winningest guy all time. Okay. And then someone was telling me, I think Jake was telling me uh our our boy Whistles Go Woo is in those streets. I wonder how he's doing. There you go. Whistles Go Woo. Um Uh, I can't remember it because I haven't played in a couple years, but there was a couple guys who would who would do well. Did you listen to uh I'm now whistles made me think of uh friends of lulls. Did you listen to uh RBX eighty eight on uh I think it was Brian Jester's podcast, the one you did as well? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, I did listen to that one. He he did one with Neil too, but I guess they lost the recording, it didn't record well, or somebody deleted it or something. Wow, he revealed too much of his sex romps that uh it wasn't <laughs> safe for the Osavo Airways. Yeah. RBX can get pretty based, so uh Maybe it's well, too hot for TV. I mean, you you see what's going on here, right? Like we famously tell RBX eighty eight he can only come on every time he wins a Millie Maker. I guess I will say, do we equate winning a World Series of Poker bracelet? Is that on the same level as a Millie Maker? That's easier, think, right? That's pretty sweet, though. I, I would I would love to have a bracelet, man. That would be cool. You you could. That's a very attainable goal for you if you wanted it. 
Yeah, but then I have to play poker and sit down, and especially the one in person ones, I have to like be around people. No, you'd grind those online ones. Yeah, I, I wonder if they're going to do those now post COVID. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's too bad. I mean, it's not legal in here uh, in Illinois, so uh, I probably would have if I would have known if it was legal in Illinois. I probably would have taken taken a stroll. RBX probably stacked me in the first you know fifteen minutes. Aces yeah. the kings, flop comes king, king deuce. But I, oh, the point I was making about RBX though is he, you know, he hasn't gotten the invite, you know, back to Lowell's, you know, because it's been you know at least months since he's won a Millie Maker, and so he's seeking out these other shows that will have him on just based on his past resume, not realizing, or maybe because he does realize that this is a what have you done for me lately kind of show. He uh, most of these shows are getting our hand me downs. Yeah. Our, our, our RBX 88 sloppy seconds. We have to do a new run of um, inviting people back on now that vacations are over. Yeah. We got to get Ricky D back on. It's been about a year. We got to get him on. It is, um, has it been a, yeah, it's probably been about a yeah, full year. Yeah. Yeah. Who, I mean, yeah, we also, who else do we need to get back on? And a couple of new people. We should need to, uh, uh, I know someone I want to ask. I'll tell you after after the show because I that way people, if they turn us down i won't look as bad <laughs> i do think people enjoy it when we get you know people who are you know uh the opposite of me being underexposed uh with content too that uh because there are so many dfs players that don't have a big content footprint and brand i think people enjoy it uh when those guys uh come on here and uh and shoot the shit with us we should get some poker players on we haven't gotten many poker yeah I could go through. I know Doug Polk just put out his massive video ranking. What was it? The top 100 poker yeah. players of all time. I was watching. Yeah, the the one yesterday was they were they were or it was a couple days ago. They were breaking down top five. Man, they go on for a while. It's like just tell me who the top five are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need you need the uh, the timestamps on that one. You know, hey, you know we, Doyle and Ivy are going to be in there. Yeah. Um, OA says we need Randone back for stock tips. Uh, someone sent me a tweet. Uh, my buddy Mike did to Randone. I was like, Mike, come on, dude. I'm blocked. I can't even see this. Um, I then went to, you know, because I have a couple Twitter accounts. We got the Club Top Shot one. So I was like, all right, I'll go to Club Top Shot to look at this Randone tweet, Brian. He had blocked Club Top Shot too. <laughs> We've never even interacted with him there. Did He's they? Gonna, I, yeah. Did go they was there any about his whatever i can't remember his nft project did you guys tweet about that or say anything about that no i don't really okay uh, i don't think we ever talked about his nft project on on club top shot um but anyways the i did finally with one of my uh multiple accounts uh get to the tweet and he did uh a promotional tweet for some crypto ponzi thing or whatever uh and the comments were universally you suck you're a scammer um yeah but Tough scene. Uh, I always wondered what happens when you respond to all of those spammy DMs asking you to shill stuff for them. Uh, but I learned that there is one person who will reply to those, and that is Chris Randone. I wonder how much cash he got for it. <laughs> yeah. 110,000 followers, not much engagement. I mean, doesn't mean they're not throwing money at him. Yeah. Um, we have some interesting comments trickling in. First of all, interesting being Brian, is this our first ever non you or me Twitch comment or oh, non solicited? I think I Willis went over that. there. Yeah. Uh, say, no, say they're, hi they're, to all your Twitch fans. I know we got four Twitch uh, people watching. Yeah. <laughs> Belly flop. Thank you. Yes. We, uh, if you want to scroll back, we were talking about oxen duck and we also, um, talked about Oxen Duck on a show with Travis Petty uh, for a little while, and Brian is getting ghosted in the DMs, but we're working on it. We're working. The, on uh, it. I think I think Belly Flop's my third commenter. I think third commenter. Pretty you always remember there. your third. Yeah, should make also, like an NFT. <laughs> yes, Brian gives out NFTs to every commenter <laughs> on Twitch. This one I have not seen this handle. Uh, very ominous sounding handle. DraftKings Observer with a, a Ooh, mystery okay. silhouette avatar. He comes out and says, "F1 is only broken if wow. you suck." One week in, they've already changed the salaries to fix the game. One week in, but DraftKings Observer already has it figured out, Brian. 
come coming in hot. Uh, especially after we were like um complimentary of F1. <laughs> well, this is this is the power of a title clickbait, Brian, because he's referencing the title of this video, which I believe I put as is DFS uh, uh, F1 DFS broken. So this is come how in, don't listen in. to the content, fire off a hot comment. It's all right. This is that's the kind of you know uh emotions we're trying to elicit with our titles and thumbnails but seriously DraftKings observer you can uh, scroll back we talked with sam about a lot of the current state of it and brian and i actually coming away yeah. way more intrigued than we thought we were going to be yeah i might have to might have to do something now unfortunately hopefully i mean what if those if the price pool goes to 50 to 20 and then then, then you know where it's going i think rugged I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like someone said in the chat earlier, it did fill early. Um, looks like they made it 50000 again this week. So it will be interesting to see, is the bloom off the rose for the Netflix slappies, or are they going to continue lining up to play this week after week? Um, uh, I would guess... I would guess, like, bigger than League of Legends. What do you think? I would guess, like, bigger than League of Legends... 40% of NASCAR, something like that. So like 30K to first. Yeah. Would be where it settles. I mean, League of Legends, I mean, that was such a, a moment in time as far as lightning in the bottle with with COVID. I, I was even just thinking the other day, I remember how excited it felt to have those random MMA contests after the entire sports world shut down, where it was like, you're looking at your sports calendar and there's literally nothing. And there's Dana White, you know, an oasis amid the desert saying, we're going to put up a card in Brazil this weekend. And we're like, yes, there's something to watch and bet on and play DFS. And I mean, Lowell's uh, League of Legends then kind of really took over the mantle as the one continuous thing we could play. And I don't know if it can ever get back to those heights, although maybe that's FUD. Well, I think I think legal. It's a great product too. Well, the they needed to change the format a little bit. I think in DraftKings, yeah. we talked about this a bunch of times. Um, because MMA held on, right? Like they weren't doing 100k a weekend, 100k to first weekend two years ago. So, um, but I mean, it was insane during COVID too. Because if you remember, Wednesdays would get like 200,000 the first on a Wednesday MMA slate. They don't even have Wednesday MMA slates anymore. And then they got a Millie maker for an MMA too. Like I think at least one, maybe more. So um, it got, it got, you're not going to get back to those levels. Most likely it'd be awesome if they did, but, um, but League of Legends didn't really hold, didn't really hold value. And, and it's a shame because it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Sorry. I'm triggered. Uh, you know, we have Twitch chats out of coming out of the woodwork. I mean, we talk about the flippening, the Ethereum Bitcoin flippening. When are we going to have a Twitch YouTube commenter flippening here on Lulz? I mean, the Twitch is out strong. Wow. That, that's a, even, we're up to six people, Pete. <laughs> wow. I'm going to do in a little <laughs> unicorn emoji. If you're watching, is it, is it sub? What's the like language on Twitch? Is it sub follow? What is it? Uh, I don't even know it. Cause I was going to say smash the Sub, subscribe right? button. I just don't even know if it's uh Oh, isn't it like membership? Don't people say like, Oh, someone, Oh, they say you gifted a sub. They're like, Oh dude, horn dog, 24, 20 yeah, yeah. just gifted a sub. It's gotta be a sub. Oh my goodness. Twitch, Twitch nation. They cannot stop. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to the audio version of this, uh, we are simulcasting to Brian's Twitch stream instead of cannibalizing ourselves on YouTube. We are going to build up, a DFS gossip rag media <laughs> empire on both YouTube and Twitch. <laughs> Jeremy, yeah. Twitch Drive. Um, Brian, any uh, any final words here before uh, we get out of here? No. Uh, PGA already started, so no ownership for that. Uh, Paul Casey withdrew. I don't know if you saw that. It was a little bit of PGA DFS drama there for a second. Um, what else do we got, Pete? Oh, I was supposed to have my underdog update on my app today, and my developers did not come through so hopefully another day or two uh we'll be able to mess around with that live yeah i'm super excited uh to see that um 
Paul, look, I mean, Twitch crew, so wow. strong, so strong. We're, 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 I'm going to just, I'm calling it. We're, we're a Twitch show now. That's true. Uh, yeah. We should be, um, was it partners? They call them partners or something on Twitch. That's right. We got to get partners. We start getting that cash. Um, all right, guys, as always, thank you for watching. Seriously, uh, subscribe. If you're on Twitch, if you're a, a closet Twitch lurker, throw Brian that sub gift, gift a sub to a bud. Uh, while you're at it, the audio will be up on uh, iTunes here shortly. We are going to be back every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Sorry to our night crew. We still love you, but it's all about the afternoon gang now. Who knows? Maybe by this time next week, Brian and I will be F1 thought leaders. Have a great weekend. Good luck with all of your DFS contests. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.